The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Well, good morning and welcome to the Source of Truth podcast on this Thursday morning. And we are so glad you're with us as we continue on our study through the Word of God. If you're following along with us in Scripture, we're going to continue in the book of Ecclesiastes. Uh, we're going to beginning, begin chapter number 2. One of the things you'll notice in this, uh, you know, Psalms often smaller chapters. They're bigger chapters, and, and we're going to cover, I should say, larger chunks, not just one or two verses. Sometimes we'll stay with one or two, mostly larger chunks, because the context dictates that. I think it's helpful to us to understand. What we're going to do, I'm going to, I'm going to read through the verse we're going to look at today. We're going to look at verses 1 through 11. We're going to read through them so we can get them all in context. And I want to explain the thinking that again that is happening again. Remember when you're looking at Solomon here, you're not looking at a passage or, or situation where he's trying to teach us how to be, or he's trying to say this is the biblical way. He again is showing us the emptiness of viewing all of the things that he's going to explain here from the world's point of view. Assuming the world and its thinking is going to give us all of our fulfillment and happiness. Let's go ahead and read the first 11 verses and then we'll unpack them here. Uh, chapter tw- uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 2 verse 1, I said in mine heart, go to now, I will prove thee with mirth, therefore enjoy pleasure, and behold, this, is, this also is vanity. I said of laughter, it is mad, and of mirth, what doeth it? I sought in mine heart to give myself unto wine, yet acquainting mine heart with the wisdom, and to lay hold on folly, till I might see what was that good for the sons of men, which they do under the heavens all the days of their lives. I made me great works, I builded me houses, I planted me vineyards, I made my, me gardens and orchards, and I planted trees of them of all kinds of fruits. I made me pools of water to water therewith the woods that bringeth forth trees. I got me servants and maidens and had servants born in my houses. I also, also I had great possessions of great and small cattle above all that were in Jerusalem before me. I gathered me also silver and gold and the peculiar treasures of kings and of the provinces. I got me men singers and women singers and the delights and the sons of men as musical instruments and that of all sorts. So I was great and increased more than all that were before me in Jerusalem. Also my wisdom remained with me. And whatsoever mine eyes desired, I kept not from them. I withheld not my heart from any joy, for my heart rejoiced in all my labor, and this was my portion of all my labor. Then I looked on all the works that my hands had brought, and on the labor that I had labored to do, and behold, all was vanity and vexation of spirit, and there was no profit under the sun. So again, what he does is he lists basically three things that he attempted to bring, or really four things that he attempted to add to his life. Again, what he's doing is he's looking at the world from a human standpoint. He's looking at the world outside of what God can offer, and he's saying, what I'm trying to do is I went through what the world had to offer. Remember, he had everything, money, possessions, anything the world could offer was available to him, and so he went after it, hoping to see what the world was looking for, saying, I can have fulfillment, I can have joy, I can have all that the world has to offer and would bring me complete completeness and full fulfillment and joy. And then he found it was empty, not just lacking, he found it to be empty. So again, what we want to look at is another term uh, I was reading earlier and I thought it was a great term. The term is hedonism. And it talks about the idea that since there is no God, 
true joy in this world is the only thing that brings fulfillment, or the pleasures of this world are the only things that brings joy and fulfillment. So if you don't have money, if you don't have the pleasures, you don't have the things of the world, well then you're empty, and, and really what's the point of living? Now, unfortunately, that is somewhat of what some of the world's at. So let me just think of something. As you look at this from, the, from a Christian point of view or unsafe point of view, from the Christian point of view, sometimes we see the world and we say, why are they seeking all these things, or seem empty? Well, why wouldn't they? Without Christ, what else there is, is there except the pleasures of the world, which we know generally don't bring fulfillment. Unsaved, we look at, you look at the world and you say, well, God gave it to us. This is all we can have. And, and for a time, even as it was said of Abraham, um, Moses in the Old Testament, the pleasures of sin for a season. In time, there is some pleasure, but ultimately ends up being empty because you have to keep doing more and more and add more and it just it never seems to bring the happiness it did the first time it just continues to grow ultimately you do find the emptiness in it which then again of course develops into depression there is nothing in this world that really offers fulfillment and and unfortunately that's true there's nothing in the world that offers fulfillment so let's go through and look quickly at the four things that Solomon said he tried to add, but still was empty. He said in my heart, verse 1, go to now approve of mirth, enjoy the pleasures. So he added all the pleasures of this world, the sensual pleasures, things of that nature. All the world can offer near pleasures, uh, those kind of things, entertainment, shall we say. Then he goes on in verse 2, I said of laughter, it is mad. So he moves from there to entertainment, to laughter. Okay, the pleasures of the world don't offer them. I'm going to go to humor. I'm going to go to laughter. He said, but yet because I'm seeking something deeper. It was great for a little bit, but still ended up being empty. Verse 3, he goes, then I sought in my heart to give myself into wine and acquaintance my heart. So he moves on again to pleasures. Now he moves on to the more of the material pleasures, in this case, wine. I guess that would be the third thing. Maybe I was going to five. Then four, he says, I made of me. So he, he's, he's got really two things really all under the area of entertainment and pleasure. So he goes out and he goes to the pleasures. He goes to um, laughter and entertainment. He goes to the wine. He said, I've gone to all the things the world follows after. I, you know, I've been to the bars. I've been to the clubs. I've been to that part, that kind of life. And even when I'm around the people in that kind of life, I see them empty. Well, it seems to be fine. What it seems to be is they're running to those things to drown the emptiness of the world. And it seems so empty. Then he goes on, he says in verse 4, I made many great works. And he goes on and talks about, he built things and vineyards. I don't want to take all the time. But he, he talks about the things he obtained in work, material work. I, I obtained physical things, houses and lands. I obtained gardens and all the things that could happen. We today would say we had nice houses and, and cars and with possessions. And it was better than other people. Because if entertainment empties, then possessions has to be the right thing. But yet... Solomon then states, even then, with everything this world can offer, I so came up empty, as the word vanity means. Um, then he gained, you know, he talks about in verse 7, a hand servants and maid servants. He says, I gained people to serve me. Then I gained uh, musicians. He, he's, I just, I had all of this. And he says, I'm going to do money. Verse 8, I gathered to me silver and gold, peculiar treasure of the kings. He said, so he adds more just financial stability. You know, entertainment didn't do it, and ownership of things didn't do it. And then, of course, gaining more of, um, just gaining more things didn't do it. Now more money. I'll just get more money. Verse 9. So I was great and increased more than all that were before me in Jerusalem. Also my wisdom remained with me, and whatsoever my hands desired, I kept not from them. I withheld not my heart from any joy, 
For my heart rejoiced in all the labor, and this was my portion of all my labor. He says, so whatever I thought about, whatever my human desire wanted, I went for. I didn't hold anything back because this obviously is where fulfillment's coming from. And then he says in verse 11, then I looked on all the works that my hands had wrought and all the labor that I'd labored to do. And behold, all was vanity or emptiness and vexation. It was just, it poured on more grief into my spirit and there was no profit under the sun. It all was empty. Now, please understand, we're, we're, while these things will bring temporary fulfillment, ultimately, or temporary, let me rephrase that, I'm wrong, temporary happiness. They don't bring joy and they don't bring fulfillment. They're great maybe while they're happening, but unfortunately, hey, you know, that drug or that alcohol or this, I need more of it. Or that other kind of pleasure, I need more of it. It never satisfies like it did last year, and I just need to do more because they themselves were not created to bring fulfillment. Now, please understand, I'm not saying these things are wrong. Some of them in the wrong situations are. You know, you all get drunk or high or whatever, those kind of things, those situations, yeah, I think those are wrong. What I'm talking about is there are things in the world pleasures, entertainment that God has put there for us. And they are great. They are wonderful. They're helpful. We need them. But here's my thought. They in of themselves will not bring joy, will not bring fulfillment. They in themselves, they're great. But in between those times we enjoy them, there's just so much emptiness. And, and then we find depression until we get a few minutes of this extra and then it's gone away. And that's, that's what he's saying. He's saying in, of the, in and of themselves, these things, they have levels of happiness but no joy, no fulfillment. See, God wants us to understand that while there's things in the world he's given us for joy or for happiness, they're not for full joy. They're not for fulfillment. They come and go. They're fleeting. Money comes and it's gone. I get money and I get all the newest stuff. I could. It doesn't really, really, really bring happiness. And that's what he wants us to see in this passage. Everything this world can offer ends up being empty. The world looks at it and says, this has to be. This is all there is. Well, no wonder the world struggles with depression, anxiety, and all these things because they go seeking after everything, and none of it really brings happiness. But as Christians, we find that fulfillment is not found in things. It's not found in possessions. It's not found in, in these entertainment things. Fulfillment, joy, is found in Jesus. And then we find our joy in Jesus. Then all these other things bring extra. Entertainment and all these other things now can just be extra because my joy and fulfillment's found in Jesus. That's where I find that. Then all the other things are just that extra. And life now brings fulfillment and happiness and joy. All these things in Jesus. If you have never come to Jesus for salvation, you don't know what I'm talking about. Fulfillment is not these things. But when we have fulfillment, those things are so much better. If you are saved, may don't let the world deceive you into believing that Christians are missing out. We're not. We have more than anything this world can offer plus that. Don't allow that to be deceiving. And trust me, as you do, you will be deceived. And then you come back to God with the battles and scars of the world. Recognize that all that God has offered is the best. He doesn't withhold good things from us. When we do that, then we can even add on to all the things he's given us to enjoy in this world. Well, again, thanks for joining us on this Thursday morning. I really appreciate it. I'll be honest with you. I'm finding, I try to keep within 12 minutes, and I find that there's a lot of information. And so I may break these into a couple sessions so that we don't, I don't want to water down. Or I don't want to limit what some good stuff in here. Well, I really hope this is a help and encouragement. Again, thanks for joining us today. And we'll continue in this tomorrow as we finish through together. So thanks for joining us today. We look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Thank you.